Welcome to another episode of Critter Tales. One of the neat things about going outside is all you have to do is step out your door, no matter where you live, and if you look around, you're going to see things where Mother Nature is everywhere around us. If you look closely, standing still, or even just moving about, you will see before long the birds in the air. You'll see insects flying around or on the ground. And of course, depending on where you live, you might get lucky and see a reptile. I mean, there's life everywhere. And that's the way of the world. But sometimes you don't even have to go outside to see something that's particularly interesting and adventuresome. As a matter of fact, one time, many years ago, I was in a home on the northern coast of Spain overlooking the Cantabrican Sea. The home was built right on the edge of a cliff, and the house was built such that there were no screens on the windows. So when you opened the window, you could look right out at the ocean. And one morning, when I was standing in the window, looking out, something caught my attention. It was a big horsefly that was laying on its back. Now, not far from the horsefly, the owner of the home had purchased a wood carving that was really amazing and beautiful. A woodcarver had taken driftwood from the ocean, and they had carved a miniature pier that you see when you go to many places on the ocean where the pier goes out into the water. And sometimes on those piers, there are benches for people to sit. and Sometimes there are cafes and things. Well, on this miniature pier, the woodcarver had carved a bait shop and a cafe. And outside the bait shop was a bench. And they had carved a little old man and a little old lady. Well, seeing that pier, as I would every day, And then on this particular day, seeing that big horsefly laying upside down, I don't know why, but I guess I envisioned, or maybe it's been so long, I may actually have seen part of this taking place. There was an ant that had come up onto the window ledge. And then thinking about the ant and the fly and that pier, a story evolved. It's called the ant. Once upon a dew-sprinkled blade of grass and the land far away, a small black ant roamed in search of food. The ant was a worker and scout, and it was her job to find sustenance for the queen of the colony. With her keen sense of smell, the ant would not stop until a morsel of something good caught her attention. Even when the ant probed to the very tip of a blade of grass, she simply walked over the edge and kept right on going upside down, as pretty as you please. The ant's six little feet padded along until she wandered onto a patch of earth covered with small white stones. She moved across the stones until her antenna stroked the side of a wall made of cinder blocks. The ant stopped momentarily. Then, as if there was nothing to it at all, she walked vertically straight up the side of the block. 
with tiny hooks and claws covering the surfaces of her feet, walking up walls was as easy as walking upside down. The ant climbed and climbed, one block after another, until she reached a narrow, horizontal surface. This happened to be the window sill of a home overlooking the Cantabrican Sea on the northern coast of Spain. With no screen in the window and without an invitation, the ant traversed the metal window frame. Upon reaching the other side, she stopped to survey her surroundings. She did not know it, but she now was standing on the wide, smooth, tiled surface of the window sill inside the house. Only inches away, someone had placed a miniature fishing pier masterfully carved out of driftwood. The pier was supported on eight posts. On top of the pier, the woodcarver had fashioned a bait shop and cafe. Outside the cafe was a miniature bench upon which sat a little old woman and a little old man. The old woman gazed across the imaginary ocean, and the old man sat contentedly holding a fishing pole. The ant could see all of this with her two big eyes, although it's doubtful she knew what it was. She walked under the pier, and when stepping into daylight again, her senses detected food. Just a few steps away, a large horsefly lay on its back with its wings flat against the tile. Its six hairy legs poked toward the sky. This was a virtual feast. The ant was quite strong for her size, so all she had to do was drag the carrion back to the colony. She approached the dead creature and stopped alongside one of the fly's long hind legs. Unexpectedly, the fly that appeared to be dead was not, at least not yet. There was still just enough life left in the fly to give the ant a surprise. When the ant clasped her powerful jaws onto the fly's long leg, the fly's wings flapped and beat with such vim and vigor that the fly's whole body spun around and around and around, faster and faster. The ant, whose jaws were clamped tightly on the upside-down fly's leg, also went around and around and around in ever-faster circles until her jaws lost their grip. The ant went sliding and careening across the tile finally skidding to a stop, only a whisker's breadth from the edge of the windowsill. The upside-down fly finally stopped spinning, too, because its wings stopped flapping, probably because now it was even closer to being dead than it was before. When the ant retraced her steps back to the fly's leg, something sent a shiver through her three-segmented body from one end to the other. She stopped absolutely still, taking heed of danger. The ant cautiously let her big eyes absorb her surroundings, and there, at the head of the fly, was a new arrival, a rather large brown 
old spider was sinking his fangs into the fly's head. The ant walked around the fly's body until she looked clearly into the old spider's eight big eyes. She spoke politely. Um, excuse me, sir, but would you mind loosening your bite just for a moment, please? You see, I was taking this fly back to feed my queen when the varmint got all in a flap and sent me sliding across the tile. Now I'm back, and as they say, I was here first. From the spider's mouth, a low, deep growl bellowed. Beat it! Get lost, munchkin! The ant stepped back, but she was not to be put off. In her polite way again, she said, Now, looky here, my good fellow. No need to get all worked up over the matter. It's just a question of good manners, wouldn't you say? The spider did not say anything. He just ignored the ant and dragged the fly across the tile. The ant muttered to herself, Well, that's a fine how-do-you-do, but no matter. What cannot be won with reason can surely be won with wits, I always say. And with that, the ant walked back to the other end of the fly, whose long rear leg was now moving slowly in front of her. She clasped her jaws onto the leg, dug in her six feet, and with the determination of a plow horse, she tugged and pulled in the opposite direction. What happened next was primarily physics. The spider was big, but he was also old. The ant was little, but she was young and hardy. The forces pulling in opposing directions, were equalized. As a result, the fly's upside-down body slowly came to a stop. The ant mumbled, There, take that, you old geezer. But before she could savor the moment, she spotted a now very angry old spider charging around the fly's wings. She did not hesitate. The ant took off around the other side of the fly, and from there she ran lickety-split toward the hand-carved pier. She was fast, but the old spider could cover more space in one leap than she could in a hundred steps. The ant zigzagged to keep from being an easy target until she reached one of the pillars of the miniature wharf. She scooted up the vertical post, her legs pulling and straining. The spider lunged to the bottom of the pillar. Once within his grasp, the spider would sink his fangs into her, injecting her body with his deadly poison. The spider raised up on his hind legs. With his front two legs, he swiped upward, intending to knock the ant off balance and off the wooden post. But at the moment the spider's two long legs struck the ant as she climbed, her two front legs stretched over the edge of the pier. The ant pulled herself up and over and tumbled forward. The ant struggled to her feet just as the spider bounded over the edge to land with a thump right in front of her. He swiftly reached out, pinning the ant to the wooden dock.
the old spider hovered over the ant, growled and opened his fangs. The ant kicked and squirmed. The spider's fangs descended, and that is when a long red sticky tongue shot through the air, wrapping itself around the old spider. The spider's old brown body slid zigzagging across the dock right into the mouth of a lizard that was standing behind the bench where the old man and the old woman were sitting. The lizard licked his lips and leaped from the pier. The ant got to her feet, waving her antenna all around and back and forth, making sure she was still in one piece. Exhausted, the ant stepped over, climbed onto the bench, and sat down between the old woman and the old man. The ant asked politely, May I sit here, please, and rest for a moment? The old lady replied, Por supuesto, of course. It's a fine day to be outdoors by the ocean, enjoying the sound of the surf and the warmth of the sun. And it was a beautiful day indeed, because I was inside the cafe, looking out the window, taking it all in.